Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of the Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Gift of Choice, here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. I know we've had a little bit of technical difficulty today, so I'm going to be splicing this show together in the archives for you. I want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you, you know, coming to this show, taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of that time with here with us and to bear with us with all of the technical difficulties that sometimes sometimes happens. You know, my goal is always to provide you great content so that you feel that this time was well spent. And as a reminder, you can listen to all of the past episodes here on Blog Talk Radio as well as iTunes. We also stream the show every week to Speak Up Talk Radio. And they're always on for you. I mean, you can listen at 3 in the morning if you want to. Now, to be a part of this community, there are a few ways that you can do that. One is that you can click follow on the show page if you're here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can click on subscribe if you're listening in iTunes. I'm also working on expanding the shows to other networks as well. So stay tuned. I will keep you in the loop on that. Now, the Gift of Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature. But I want you to take what fits for you and let go of the rest. You know, the gift of choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder. Now, the call-in number, if you would like to call in today, if you're still out there listening, um, is 714-816-4716. And if you press 1 on your phone, it lets me know you've raised your hand and you would like to be with us live on the air, and we can do that. And I'll also open the chat room in a little bit. So if you want to chat in, you can certainly do that as well. Now, I have a great guest today. And without further ado, I'm just going to introduce her because we've had so many technical difficulties in the first 15 or so minutes of the show today. I have with me today Lynn Brown-Rosenberg, who is the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. And she's going to help us to continue the discussion that we began last week with Betty Louise on sexuality as part of the self-empowerment wheel that we started with in the beginning of the year. So let me introduce Lynn. I'm excited to have her here with us today. Now, Lynn Brown-Rosenberg was raised in San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles, and she's written a lot of things. She's written many screenplays, two of which have been mentioned for feature films. She's also recently written her memoir, which is um, My Sexual Awakening at 70. And that really helped her to garner media attention from Salon, Huffington Post Live, the Sunday Times of London. It's a very interesting topic. And she now speaks about her book, most recently at the Sexual Health Expo in Scottsdale, Arizona. Lynn begins where her transformation began, with her realization that it had been over a decade since she had had sex. And she wanted to change things. The first thing she did was to change the medication she was on, which really improved things. But Lynn had a repressed upbringing. 
And she first she found that she first had to explore that in order to take the necessary steps toward finding sexual freedom for herself. And she does this in her book through courage and humor. She discovers with an open that an open mind is the key to self empowerment. So without further ado, welcome Lynn. I am so glad that you've been so patient on today's show. Oh, well, I'm excited to be here. Sooner or later. Any time is yeah, good. <laughs> Well, hopefully it's not going to drop you again and everything will go smoothly from here on. So, you know, I mentioned a little bit, Lynn, in in the bio that that you had sent me about, you know, you, but Carolyn's got more to the story, right? There are experiences and childhood stuff and all kinds of things that lead us to who we become today. So would you share a little bit more about yourself and your journey um, that that, lead, that led you to um, sexual freedom at, at the age of 70 as well? Sure. My introduction to sex started at 12 years old when my mother invited me out to the patio to have the talk. Mm. And it uh, wasn't long before as she was talking, I noticed tears were streaming down her face. And my mother and father could be kind of intimidating, so uh, didn't like me asking questions. So I just watched her, and I, I didn't know why she was crying. And then I started to cry because she was crying. And that was it was very uh, there was no mention of passion, affection, love, joy, and uh, that was my introduction to sex. Hmm. So that yeah. was the first thing. And then when I was 14, they took me to a resort, and um, I met a young boy, I mean around 16, and I was very attracted to him and he to me, and we went for a little walk out on the grounds, and we were on a chaise lounge kissing, which I was just enjoying the moment. I, I had no intention of ever going further. And my mother and father found me and said, Lynn, get up. And I did. They sent the boy away. Of course, I never heard from him again. And they took me back to the cabin and told me only prostitutes enjoyed sex. Ah, that was a message. That was a message. That was a message that really stayed with me. And although I did have sex and later on, it these things impacted me on a deep level because they were the beginning of my education. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember my, my talk, the talk with my mom. It was it consisted of one word. It was don't, don't. that that was it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah. <laughs> It was a very long talk, you know. Just, I mean, it was. It was I remember that. Yeah, it's so, so. You know, oftentimes, you know, what happens, you know, in our young adult lives in our childhood, we do. We carry that with us the rest of our lives. So how did you? Well, it was. You know that. I mean, how did you get past that? Those initial messages that you had gotten. Well, I was. You know, I felt very rebellious uh, in my young adult years and uh I was determined not to listen. So I did have sex but I was never really free. Not like I am now. And it took a lot to get here. I I had to go through many steps. Uh 
which I didn't know I was going to take this journey. I just, I didn't know it was going to become a journey. I just was seeking to change the way I was living. And I started by going to the therapist, as you mentioned. And mm-hmm. uh, then I went, happened to go to my urologist for just a checkup, and I talked to her a little bit about sex and my issues, and she she recommended that I go get a vibrator and some porn. <laughs> and uh, I had never been in a sex store in my entire life and had looked down on porn and toys. Uh, and so, you know, it was just, if I hadn't wanted to to change my life, I never would have done the things I did. But uh, but I did it, and I you know I was terrified going into the sex store by myself. And but when I got in there, you know it was clean and neat, and people were friendly and not but not too friendly, and uh, and that started my journey. Uh, how old were you at the time? I mean, was this many years ago, or was that? No, no, no. This this when I went to the sex store was uh, sixty nine years old. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's what started me on the path that I went on that I wrote about in my book. Mm. So what about, I mean, you were married before, before, you were married younger in life, correct? I was married at 38. Okay. For 15 years. And then my husband passed away. Uh, and we we were definitely soulmates. There was no question about that. But um, our sex life was not exciting, and that's mostly you know I'm mostly to blame for that because um, I wasn't into experimenting, and I I just simply wasn't free to sure. explore my my feelings, my preferences, uh, open be open about what I wanted and needed, and so forth. Yeah, I think that happens a lot with women, you know, that, you know, we like, it's it's almost expected, I think, culturally, that men should be satisfied and they should get, you know, their needs met, but we don't really Mm -hmm. think about them. Well, that was the message that I got from my mother all those years ago, that it's your duty, you know, to please your husband, and Mm -hmm. uh, there was absolutely no mention of, God forbid, self-pleasuring or anything like that. Mm. So I got my I, I got my education through uh, the sex store and through porn. I I had a very open-minded uh, therapist. Thank goodness, he really helped me a lot. And uh, he told me there was free porn on the net, and I thought. Oh my God! So I, I went to my computer and I googled free porn, and a site came up, and I went to it, and I, they wanted me to sign up right away. And I thought I'm not putting my name on anything. You get jailed for this sort of thing, don't you? But uh, he said no. That was only child porn. So um, I watched some interesting tapes, and there was one in particular that that got my attention, and that was of a woman with a man, and all she did was talk and touch, 
touch and talk. And in the end, there was a happy man. Mm. And then, and then I, uh, I watched those tapes for a while, and then I said to my doctor, uh, you know, this is fine, but I really feel that I need a connection with someone. And I, there was no one in my life at the time, and he suggested, he said, there's sex chat websites. And I thought, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to talk sex with a stranger. But I wound up doing it. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like, you know, in in the video you watched, it, you know, she was talking, and then she was in physical proximity of the person, so she was touching him too. But really, sex chat on chat rooms, I would guess, is just a lot of that kind of talking. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I didn't actually hear what you just said. You know, when you're in a sex chat a chat room, it's really like the, the talking and touching that you watched in the video, you know, but it's the yes. talking part of it, you're typing it. Right. Right. And I didn't know, um, I didn't know what to say if I got on that sex chat website. And then I remembered the tape with this woman talking. And I went back and I wrote down what she said word for word (laughs) and then went to the site and signed up Essential Night 16. And uh, I got my first message from from this young man. And uh, we we spoke for, I mean, when I say spoke, we emailed for a while. And in the end, there was a happy man. But it was only when I got to phone sex that there was a happy man and a happy woman. I was going to ask you about that. You know, where were you in all of that? So, okay. Yeah. So the phone yeah. thing was more um, satisfying to you. Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. But all you know, every part of it was was a step in my journey that took me to the next step. Mm-hmm. And then I I wound up a girlfriend who writes erotic stories. She sent me an email that she was entering a contest, and why didn't I enter it too? And Mm. I said, well, I've never written an erotic story before. But I said, but what do they want? And she said, the requirement is that you write about gay blue-collar men. And I said, well, that's right up my alley. And I said, you know, I thanked her and I said, I, I, I'm sorry, I just, uh, you know, don't think I can do this justice. And then two weeks later, it was still rolling around in my mind and I decided to give it a try. And I entered the contest, I didn't win, but um, that story is in my book. And then I started writing other stories. And that was another avenue to explore my sexuality which I really enjoyed. So these were all steps that led me to freedom. And how would you, I'm just curious how you describe, how do you describe sexual freedom? I mean, there are people have different thoughts about what it is. What is it to you, Lynn? I describe it as being open-minded, that I'm open to talking that I'm open to expressing my wants, 
and desires. I'm open to pleasing the other person in ways that I may not have done before. I'm open to watching porn. I'm open to, uh, you know, I'm not open to everything. I'm not into, you know, chains and whips and things like that. Um, But uh, having an open mind. And and what started you on um, on this journey? I mean, was it when you had realized that, gosh, I haven't had sex in ten years? I mean, was it that really was? Okay. Yes, that was the turning point for me. And this, and then when I went to my therapist, the change of medications was huge. Oh yeah, let's in, talk about in, that. That's an issue for many people, many women especially, I think. Yeah, well, it was a it was a known sexual inhibitor, mm-hmm. and really, uh, the properties that were in that were similar to the one. You know, it was a type of drug that uh, it was a um, antidepressant, mm-hmm. and they're known for being sexual inhibitors. Right. And I just I got lucky because when he changed me. Uh, uh, you know, it opened up my world again. Mm. Yeah, medications can do so much because they alter, you know, they alter your state, but they also, you know, like you said, I mean, they're sexual inhibitors and they reduce your libido or, you know, there are lots of things right. that medications do to us because they, they're not naturally occurring in our body. So um, it was good that you had, um, a, you know, a physician, whoever you were seeing, that agreed to do that because not all of them do. So that's that's good. I'm glad that you had that experience. I've heard that doctors in general are not very open-minded and that I got, you know, lucky with these two, my urologist and my therapist. And I'm very glad I had them, especially my therapist. I mean, he, he opened up all these worlds for me. Yeah. Wow. So how do you, I mean, do you have any, you know, do you wish you would have done this sooner in, in life? <laughs> you know, I mean, of do, you, course. do you ever go back and think, oh, I wish I would have done this when I was in my 30s or 40s or something? Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't, I guess I just couldn't free myself of that influence of my parents. They had a very powerful influence in my life. And part of it was that they're not alive anymore. Ah, so okay. that, I mean, they were, you know, I let them have that powerful influence, I realized, you know, after adulthood, but they were very, very dominant in my life, and it was very hard to shake, even after they were gone. But, I, for example, I never could have written this book, not in a million years, if they had mm. been alive. Sure. So yeah, it's and a shame I had to wait for that, but um, but all I can think of is that it's better late than never. Right. Oh, right, right. You know, it's I'm I'm sure that you know your parents don't sound like maybe especially your mom wasn't very um, she didn't find sexual freedom in her lifetime. Evidently not. Yeah. Evidently not. No, she didn't. She didn't think women should enjoy it, as as I mentioned before, or did did enjoy it. Period. And my father wound up agreeing with her. 
And so I didn't really have, uh, I mean, some people don't get any education, but I think maybe that's better than getting a poor education like I had. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the interesting thing is that not only, not only did I find freedom sexually, but once the, once I found sexual freedom, I also found emotional freedom because it was like, well, if I'm not listening to their voices and what they said regarding sex, then maybe I don't have to listen to their voices as far as uh, emotions, mm. emotionally, and, and, and so many aspects of my life. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit more about that. That's very interesting that that was, I mean, your your ex- experience of sexual freedom really opened the door to your freedom in all ways. It really did, and not only did it affect my life uh, in in ter- terms of interactions with other people, but um, it also affected my writing, mm-hmm. and not only in my memoir, but I just uh, I just wrote actually a psychological suspense, a novel. And I'm just so much freer in my writing than I ever was before. It's a, it's interesting how that opens the door to so many other things. And, and it really did. And I'm in my mind, it's because it, it's one of those core, basic, primal needs that we don't even recognize, especially for women. Right. Yeah, fascinating. So you talked a little bit about the sex website thing, chat website. I would imagine that you met more than one person. I know I read read most of your book, and you've got a few of those um, sort of little um, vignettes in there of of some of Mm -hmm. your experiences with that, which are very interesting. So was there anything in particular that you found was, you know, like a, a a message for you in in all of that in seeing and meeting these you? people yeah you know because like um, we're mirrors of the environment of of what's outside of us is really mirroring what's in us so sometimes there's a message in there and so I'm just curious I don't think I really got a message from meeting people on the website except that um, I found that they were extremely nice men which mm, okay I, I, for some reason i didn't expect i expected them i think to be you know selfish or i don't know i don't yeah. know what i expected exactly <laughs> but they were actually very nice and just as nice if not nicer in some cases than um men that i met on regular dating sites ah that was kind of a lesson in there, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I had a nice time with a few people that I met. They weren't a match for me long term. But um, it was it was interesting because of this, uh, how how nice they were. And so I enjoyed my time doing that as well. 
So now, do you have a, a preference? You know, sort of the the dating sites things, the chat things, or the phone text stuff. I mean, is there? Well, actually, I'm I'm not someone? doing the sex chat site anymore. I haven't done it oh. now in oh at least six months or so. Oh, yeah, okay. it was a it was a transitional thing for mm-hmm. me. And um, it was good while I did it, and now I I really don't have the desire to do it anymore. And there is one person I've had, you know, phone sex with, but um, I actually think we're phasing out of that too. So, you know, I'm really looking and hoping to meet someone special and and, uh, explore my various needs with and through that person. Mm, I was going to ask you what's next for you. So, so looking for uh, maybe a, a, a more significant or longer term relationship. Exactly, I am. Not easy to find, but I am. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and I don't remember if it was when I read it in your book or something that we had talked about earlier. But you talk about your first kiss. You know, like, was that was that on the on the lounge chair? That, the, Yes, that was that was on at the resort that I described. Yeah, and, but and that gave you the definite message that that was a bad thing to do, right? It gave me a message that sex was bad and I was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I am so, too very happy that you had a really good therapist that could help you to you know to start um, coming to, to where you are today. Yes, me too. Me too. He was he was wonderful. And my my attitudes about things, you know, were so different. I was so against porn, as I said, and against toys and the whole experimenting thing. It just uh it just wasn't in my vocabulary, so to speak. And now I'm just I'm just open to whatever and it's much healthier. Oh yeah, and I would imagine it makes you more um, tolerant of other people as well. Right, right, that's right. I, I, I had my own judgments. It wasn't only my parents that had it. You know, I, I had my own judgments, uh, and it, it took a lot to loosen that up. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a, a short break here, and hopefully everything will work without breaking. <laughs> we're going to take a short break here, Lynn. Mm-hmm. We want to hear more about that whole how you were really against porn and, and what changed to get you know to really get you to be comfortable with that and more um, accepting in general and and you know tolerant of of things even outside of your experiences. So um, I'm here today okay. at the Gift of Choice with Lynn Brown Rosenberg, and we're talking about. Her, her book, Sex, My Sexual Awakening at 70. We're going to take a short break. This is Bonnie Gressel at The Gift of Choice. And then we're going to be right back to hear more about how uh, Lynn got over the whole against porn type of thing. So we're going to be right back, everyone. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself 
or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by MNB Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Bonnie Grassel here at The Gift of Choice. And I'm here today with Lynn Brown Rosenberg, author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. And we're having a, a very interesting discussion on sexuality, kind of a, a segue from our from our show last week. And Lynn has had a fascinating story, which is written about in her book as a memoir. And it's really good. Um, it, it gives you a lot of insight. got me thinking about things I wasn't hadn't really thought about in the past either. Now, just before the break, Lynn, we were talking about how you were, as I suppose many people are, especially what they've heard from their childhood or whatever, that, you know, porn is bad and, oh, you're dirty if you watch it or whatever. And then, and now your your feelings and your attitudes toward that have changed. What changed? Can you tell us a little bit more about that, what your journey was like with that? I think it was my anger that I, really didn't want to live the way I was living anymore. And I was willing to open myself up to things I hadn't been open to before. Because basically, what I had were blind spots. I used to think I was open-minded. So <laughs> it was a big surprise to me to to realize that I really wasn't. In, in many areas, some areas I, I was, but basically I was judgmental about a lot of things. And it was only when I started this journey, and part of the journey, by the way, was writing about it. Mm-hmm. It was not only the steps I took, but actually not only was it cathartic that I got all this stuff out from my childhood and, and everything and my growing up years, but that I I could just uh, go in a new direction, a direction I hadn't ever been in before, and take a chance and investigate those blind spots. Yeah, and that's freeing, freeing in its in itself. Now, are you? I think I recall you. Are you an only child? I am an only child. So you didn't have siblings either with all this, you know, this things that... No, I had no one to, you know, say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, No, I didn't. And everything, my whole life basically was a secret because Mm -hmm. not, I mean, you know, sexuality didn't play a part early in my life, of course. I was a little girl, but, um, you know, I was threatened uh, with my parent my mother threatened to send me away and of course that incident made me very frightened of her sure. my whole 
childhood and and kind of continued on that if i if I broke the family secrets, you know uh just everything things you wouldn't even think of that I can't even think of at the moment were secret they mm-hmm. they just they acted one way in public and another way behind closed doors. So your freedom in finding your own sexual freedom was really freedom from your life as you knew it. I mean, especially yes. from your childhood, but maybe also, I don't know what your first marriage was like, but but this was a time where you could, like, start over with a clean slate. Exactly. Your were gone, your, your previous husband had, had passed on, and, and you could yes. start over. Yes. Yeah. And that in and, and it's, itself it's, is freeing. It's been a great <laughs> thing. I mean, I, I'm constantly amazed in my writing to see how free-flowing it is where it was not free-flowing at all before. In fact, I I had a great deal of trouble writing. And uh, one of my therapists, because I had others over the course of my lifetime, uh, said, I'm surprised you can write at all with your background. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think many people think of it this way. I know I hadn't really thought about it until our conversation today, but when you find that that primal need, like sexuality, being being opened up and becoming free, that it just opens all of the doors in your life. Yes. And and that's really interesting, you know, to, to look at it that way, because I don't think many people actually look at it that way. It's something they don't talk about, they don't think about, but it's such a core human need that if that's not met, you're not happy, you're not satisfied, um, that nothing else works right. Yes, yes. And, you know, one of the reasons, the main reason really, why I wrote this book was because I thought it might help other people. Mm -hmm. Because I thought that I can't be the only one out there who has had similar experiences. And and uh, I, I think it has helped some people mm-hmm. because it's very hard, it's very difficult to, to see your blind spots, see through them. And sometimes you need a little help. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that, a lot of times it just isn't talk, talked about. You know, it's kind of like Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn Jenner, right, recently. Mm-hmm. He sort of opens the door for, you know, transsexual, you know, individuals. Whereas, right. you know, it's just something that people don't talk about. Yet how many people are there out there like that? Same type of right. thing with, with what you've done in writing this book is sort of, cracked open that door to let others know, hey, I'm not alone. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And uh, and I hope it'll help free people because it's, it's a very narrow way to live, uh, you know, the way I was living before. Yeah. And there's lots of different ways. I mean, you talked about some on the show today so far. Lots of different ways to express yourself sexually. It doesn't have to be just, you know, intercourse or something. You know, there's lots of other right. things. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And I think yeah, and things you can enjoy together. I mean, you can read erotic stories to one another. You know, I mean, there 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 are just a lot of things you can do. Right. That I never would have thought of. Never mm-hmm. even knew about. Never even knew there was such a thing as erotic stories. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, in in terms of you know book sales and things like that, that's a very popular genre. And there's a reason for that. People, there must be a reason for that. Because people <laughs> are for it, you know. Mhm. So if you yes, I've gathered that. Yeah. So if you, like, I didn't I know, know about it before, but I've gathered that that it is popular. It is. It's a, it's a hot topic. No pun intended, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. If you, you know, like if you're doing a presentation, or if you could just talk to a group of women out there. What would you share with them? I mean, what what message would you have for them? What um, inspirational things can can we pass on to our audience today? I would love to say to try and allow yourself to look for blind spots. Try to allow yourself freedom and flexibility to play. Playing with something I. I personally never never did. Mm-hmm. And release the judgments and even get angry if necessary. You know, I want more of this, more than this uh kind of thinking. Because a lot of a lot of my motivation was anger at having oh. lost so much of my life. And and mm-hmm. wanting not to live the way I was living anymore. So sometimes anger is good. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. It, you know, it is what it is, and, and all feelings and emotions are should be, in my mind, should be honored. You know, not to hang on to them necessarily, but they should be acknowledged and honored because they're your feelings, and anger being one of them. Mm-hmm. And a couple of other things I just heard you talk about was things that I think are common in many areas of our lives, not just sexuality, is the ability or the or the inability sometimes to allow, that we don't often allow things into our lives. Yes. Yes. And and thing. sometimes say yes when you haven't said yes before. Mm, when right. you're you know, I, I came from a background of no's. Mm-hmm. And so my my typical reaction to something oftentimes is no before I say yes. Yeah. And this thing, you know, we were just talking about a moment ago, I mean, I don't know if you use the word or not, but it has to do with worthiness. You know, allowing yourself happiness, sexual freedom, whatever it is, because you're worth it. Yes. You know, I don't think that people, especially women, I think, in this culture in the U.S., I think sometimes have a a difficult time with the whole worthiness piece. You know, we're too busy taking care of everything else, and we don't, sometimes we don't feel we deserve that that, um, happiness in whatever way we perform. Yes, I think that's a big part of it. And I think I gained that through this journey without even... Seeking it out, I think that was one of the results of it. Yeah. 
you know, and that whole self-love piece. In in my mind, and this is just kind of how I think, but it, it comes back to that, to me, in my mind, this comes back to self-love. We have to start with what we can control, which is ourselves and how we feel, how we react and all of that. And it it takes, it took you, I'm sure, self some self-love to love yourself enough to look at the blind spots, to say yes to things that, ordinarily you would have said no to, to be curious. Yes. I was curious in other ways, like I was curious to travel and, you know, curious to do things like that, curious to do research and my writing and learn about new things, but it wasn't so much coming from the inside, it was coming from the outside. Mm -hmm. Sure. So once you really, it sounds like once you, you know, in that you know late 60s age, had that awakening that, gosh, I haven't had sex in 10 years, um, and, it, and it caused you to you know, venture out in this way, you were finally um, saying yes to yourself inside. Yes, that's right. That's right. And it's never too late to do that, obviously, right? Unless you're, you know, right, you're something. But as long as we're still here, but still breathing, it's never too late. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, if there was a golden nugget you would like to leave our audience with today, like our, our listeners today, the, if they remember nothing from this show except one thing, what would you want that one thing? And maybe it's something we've talked about already. It's it's really again looking for blind spots and mm-hmm. um, kind of looking at your life and seeing if there are areas that you're not happy in, and trying to take a really good hard look at how you might be able to open yourself up, say yes. Instead of no. Mhm. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 great advice for our listeners today. Now, Ron, Lynn, I know people are going to want more of you, so tell us. And I did put your link to your website and to your um, book that's on Amazon at the bottom of the show page. Great. Tell people great. what's the best way to to reach you or to find your book. I mean, those are those the best ways. They can uh, reach me uh, through my website, www.lynnbrownrosenberg.com. And, of course, on Amazon, My Sexual Awakening at 70. And I just was selected to speak at a sexuality conference called Catalyst Con. And that will be September 11th and 12th in Burbank, California at the Marriott near the airport, Airport Marriott. So I'm very excited about that. And oh, yeah. if anyone is near Burbank, California, please come and check it out. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, like we've talked about, this is something that, that I think finally in today's world we're starting to talk about more. And there's great, obviously, great interest in it. There's all these, you know, sex expos. And, you know, you were just at the sex right. sexual health in Arizona, and there's right. more and more of that, which is great. Now, do you find at those kinds of things, or when you give presentations, that many of, I mean, most of the audience is women, or is it pretty even, men and women? Or? Um, I, 
actually have found that uh, more are women, but there are definitely men in there. And what was really interesting is that I thought my audience would be 50 and over, and mostly women, or all women. And it was very mixed. The audience was uh, mixed in ages and sexes, and the they were in rapt attention at what I was saying, and they laughed in all the right places, and they were very, very engaged. And it was very interesting and encouraging to me. One young man came up to me afterward. I don't think he could have been any older than, I don't know, 25, 28. And he said, I found your speech very interesting. And just I was just shocked. You know, I thought, how would anybody that age get anything out of this? But it really, opening your mind is really ageless. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's good to see um, more and more about this being talked about and conferences about and meetings about because mm-hmm. it's been in the closet for too long, you know? Yes. It's about time we talk about it. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing time with us today, Lynn, and thank you for all the technical difficulties with us. On, you know, <laughs> well, radio. like you said, and it happens. It, it does, and and we'll have to have you back at some point, you know, to hear more about Thank it, you. I'm sure you're probably going to do more speeches and those kinds of things, and I'd like to hear some of your reaction from, you know, the audience and the folks that you're presenting to. So, um, Great. And I know people are going to want to hear more from you, and you'll probably continue to do your writing and all that sort of stuff. So I, I want to thank you for sharing time with us today, and then we'll have you're to very you know, connect. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And then we'll connect and get you on a schedule, you know, down the road and, and see what's going on with Lynn Brown Rosenberg at that time. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Oh, and, and thanks for being on the show, Lynn, and I will, as I mentioned earlier, I'll um, I'll fix it so that it doesn't sound goofy and we get rid of all the technical difficulty stuff. Okay, and will, great. And we'll have a better show archived for people to listen okay, to. Okay, terrific. Great. Well, I want, we're going to take another quick um, commercial break here, and I've been here today with Lynn Rose, uh, Lynn Brown Rosenberg, and um, her book, Sexual Awakening at 70. It's been a fabulous show and a really hot topic, no pun intended. And this is Bonnie Gressel at The Gift of Choice, and we're going to be right back. Do you dream of building a business in which you can share your expertise and gifts with others? A business that allows you to actively pursue your passion. If you're like most people, you've put that dream on the back burner because the mountain of details is just too overwhelming. Now you can join other holistic-minded practitioners in leveraging the entrepreneur coaching services of Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie shares your belief in the power of the mind-body-spirit connection, and she has experience in growing a business from the ground up. Whether your challenges are strategic, technological, or you want to create a platform that promotes your expert status, even by publishing a book, you can achieve your dreams quicker with the help of Bonnie's individualized coaching. Contact Bonnie for a free, no-obligation consultation at BonnieGressel.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L.com. Well, welcome back to The Gift of Choice, everyone. I'm your host, Bonnie Gressel. 
It's been a fabulous show today with Lynn Brown Rosenberg, the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. We've had a fabulous time, so I do hope you listen to the replay. And I wanted to give you one little takeaway. I always like to give a little takeaway at the end of every show. And after listening to our conversation today, I kind of go back to it has to start inside of us. It has to start with us and our self-empowerment to be to take that step, to say yes to things that maybe we've always said no to in the past, to to feel worthy and allow ourselves to truly be happy and feel fulfilled because, you know, life is just too darn short not to. So I want to thank you all for listening to the show today. That's my little two cents at the end of the show. And next week, uh, next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, I will have Ramona Ramasat on the show. She's a spiritual life coach and angel therapy practitioner who will help us to be able to trust our inner guidance, which is really kind of a nice segue coming off of today's show because that's where, to me at least, that all starts is inside that inner guidance to sort of push us forward to the next chapter of our lives. So thank you, everyone, for sharing the air with us today, and I'll see you next Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Blessings, everyone. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com.